This is episode three of the Ball Games to Boardrooms podcast. The title of this episode is Williamsport in Your Mind. This is episode three of the Ball Games to Boardrooms podcast. And, and on this episode, we'll talk about how to make the not so fun or magical times a little less frustrating and perhaps a bit more fulfilling. As usual, I have a few stories and thoughts from sports we can use for inspiration. It's August, and that means my birthday's coming up, August 16th. And it also means baseball season is in full effect, including the Little League World Series. This episode uses all that for inspiration and maybe some encouragement you didn't know you needed. I didn't either until I started thinking about it. Welcome back to the Ball Games to Boardrooms podcast. It's it's been a minute. I, I, I would make a bunch of excuses as to why or why not for reasons I haven't taken the time to prepare for and ultimately put out more episodes, but they would just be excuses. So obviously, here I am back. Spent the better part of the summer, uh, first and foremost, enjoying summertime. A uh, good bit of travel, spending time with family, my wife, my friends. We've had we've had weddings and all sorts of stuff happening, uh, which has been awesome. I've also been reading quite a bit, um, which may be a cool idea for a podcast episode or two or three. Uh, maybe share some inspiring and thought provoking stuff from my summer reading and maybe even hear from some of you. If you have any encouragement, encouraging or inspiring summer reads to share. Thank you, by the way, there's. There's, there, there's been about 50 or 60 people who've downloaded the, the first few episodes, so I, I really appreciate that, and cool to know that there's somebody out there listening, so welcome back. Uh, I've also been writing another book. It uh, feels great to kind of get back in the flow and the process of writing and uh, creating with, with the goal of inspiring and encouraging people, so that's been fun, and, and more to come on that if you're interested. And finally, I've spent some time putting together several more of these podcast episodes to to just give you stuff to think about on your drive in the gym or or just on a walk. Maybe they're they're only hopefully going to be about twenty minutes or so, and it just meant to to over time kind of create a community of encouragement as as I continue to drum up the courage to sort of create in public, so to speak. We'll have more and more of these. This is this is kind of like a a new blog. I mean, this is this is like the new blogging. Blogging took me and, and others, you know, some time to kind of psych ourselves up to punch out a post or or two each week. And well, now with the with the new content era in which we live, it's it's certainly taking me some time to kind of drum up the courage to express and encourage and inspire uh, in the way I used to do through the written word with my blog through this way, which is like the spoken word on podcasts. So. I'm kind of pretending I'm already on on that AM sports talk radio show or or I'm really in a studio with an audience base and and that that that's to get me mentally there. So so it's fun that way. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. The the idea and mindset of how we get ourselves psyched up mentally to go crush it at work, in business, in life, and maybe even that entrepreneurial venture that we're hustling on the side or whatever you have going on in your life, which calls for you to kind of step up and to, and to deliver. 
um, especially in those times when it just feels like it's hard and it the deck is stacked against you and 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 you're and you have doubts creeping up. It's all normal. We all we all share it and we all go through it. So how do you mentally get prepared? How do you get your mind wrapped around the, the tasks before you, the, the goals you or your boss expect to achieve, or maybe just to get through the day? Well, I don't know if you watched, but the other night, Sunday night, this past Sunday night, um, Jenna, my wife, and I were over to Buddy's house, and, and the Nationals were at the Cubs at Wrigley in, in what kind of – ended up feeling like this made-for-TV movie. Scherzer, former Cub pitcher, was on the mound pitching for the Nationals, and he was killing it. So the Nationals were up 3 to nothing going into the bottom of the ninth inning. And rookie David Boat hit a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley Field on national television to win the game. It, it was unreal. It was seriously like some screenwriter in Hollywood or a playwright tucked away on a lake in Wisconsin or like a, a Disney Imagineer drew up this story, but it was, it was real life. It was unbelievable. And, and as we all watched, it was like, man, this, this is the stuff you dream about as a kid. So David boat, I mean, he's a rookie. And he, so he hits this, he makes contact. I forgot what the count was, but I think he was actually behind in the count. He makes contact. And as soon as the ball hit the bat, uh, everybody knew it was out. He did the whole bat flip thing, and it was just gone. A shot. I mean, deep, dead center field. It's just an absolute rope. It was so cool. The best part, though, was was watching the celebration from the Cubs bench. Here, here were grown men, not granted young men, but but grown adults nonetheless. Some who, although they're young relative to many of us and, and our ages maybe, some of these guys have been in the league for six, seven, eight years. And, and one of them was, was Anthony Rizzo. If you follow baseball at all, and especially if you've, if you've been following the Chicago Cubs for any of the most recent two or three years, you probably know or have at least heard of Anthony Rizzo. He's the Cubs' first baseman. If you don't know, here are some of his accolades. He initially came up with the Red Sox. It traded and, and debuted in the majors with the Padres. It was traded to the Cubs in 2012 and then took off. Since landing with the Cubbies, his, his uh, accomplishments are things like three-time All-Star in 2014, 15, and 16. He won the Silver Slugger Award, Golden Glove Award, Platinum Glove Award, Roberto Clemente Award. And oh, by the way, he has a World Series ring from when the Cubbies won it all in 2016, bringing a championship back to the north side of Chicago for the first time in 72 trillion years. And he's an absolute hero there. There was even a cereal in Chicago named after him called Riz O's. But back to Sunday night, when, when David Boat hit the walk-off Grand Slam in the bottom of the ninth, when you watch the clip of the Cubbies bench racing onto the field, celebrating and cracking up, kind of like half laughing and half crying from just pure unadulterated joy, you just see Anthony Rizzo light up like a 12-year-old playing Little League Baseball. I was texting uh, with my buddy Sonny um, about that, and he pointed this out. He, he pointed out that Rizzo's reaction was the, was the absolute best. 
and I immediately thought about it. And Sonny was texting me that. And I texted him back and said, it just seems like in his mind, he's always in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, playing for the Little League World Series as a 12-year-old. And and thread that back to careers and, and real life for us. And, and the inspiring ball games to boardrooms thread here is one centered around two things, mindset and joy. And then really the relationship between the two. In short, in order to be as happy and content and satisfied and literally as joyful as Anthony Rizzo seems he is every single time he runs out onto the field, you have to actively pursue that mentally. It truly is a mindset thing. For example, I'm sure there are nights or days like lately when it's 400 degrees in Milwaukee in the dead of July and He's in a hitting slump or he just struck out or the team lost a game on the road and they have to hurry and shower and get on a plane to L.A. for a West Coast road swing. I'm sure there are times when his job sucks, just like yours or mine. What what, what I want to do more often and, and perhaps what we all should and could do more frequently is to actively look for and remember and remind ourselves what we do like about our job or current situation. We can always think about the idea that our today job or today situation, it doesn't have to be our forever job. I just told my wife about this recently. I remember when I was in Orlando out of college and I was a housekeeping manager at Gaylord Palms Resort in Orlando, 1,406 rooms. It was huge. I mean, it's on 3.2 acres. It's a massive ordeal. It's like a Vegas hotel, you know, in the middle of Kissimmee. But it was a bit of a grind. I mean, as a housekeeping manager, so literally leading teams of these service-oriented people. And, and by the way, they had hearts of gold, heart for hospitality, and, and I loved them. The, leading them as, the, as they made beds, cleaned toilets, scrubbed bathtubs, like they detailed every inch of every corner of every table and coffee table and conference table to be perfectly clean for the next guest or VIP to enter the room. It was cool because... Because I had studied to, to be in that business for a living. I dreamed about maybe someday working for a hotel like that. And in that moment, in that season, I, I would walk around like even in, in that job. And I dream about someday maybe working in one of those hotels in Vegas that I'd either read about or watched on TV. I even dreamed in, in the midst of those routine Tuesdays and Wednesdays as a housekeeping manager, I, I would pretend that like the Everglades wing or the Key West wing at Gaylord Palms, whichever one I was covering that week, I'd pretend I was the general manager of those 200 rooms. Now I was 22 and 23 years old at the time, but that was my version of pretending I was in Williamsport PA playing for a little league world series. Like it seems like Anthony Rizzo does every single day still to this day. Speaking of little league world series, just randomly, uh, brought this up too. I recently caught up on a Netflix docuseries called QB1 and it chronicled, maybe you've seen it. I'm a, I'm a late bloomer as usual. So it took me a couple of years to, to finally get there, but it chronicled the senior years of three all American hot shot high school quarterbacks a few years ago. One of them was actually from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The, the, one of the other ones was from Bishop Gorman, a huge ordeal school and football program in Vegas and then the third was Jake Fromm, and he's from outside of Atlanta. Jake ended up being a starting quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs all of last season and was really, really good. Well, 
what's awesome is that like six or seven years ago, Jake Fromm, he was 12. He played in front of 30,000 people at the Little League World Series in Williamsport, PA. I guess he was an unreal Little League baseball player as well. He just chose to focus on football as he got into high school for good reason. I was looking everything up as I'm watching the the Netflix docuseries and this kid's projected to be the number one overall pick in the, in the 2020 NFL draft a couple of years from now. It's sick. But as you watch him on this Netflix docuseries when he was a senior in high school, and then when you like pull up on YouTube or if you saw them, if you're an SEC fan, I'm sure you saw him dicing up defenses, crushing it in the SEC last year, playing for the Georgia Bulldogs. And he, it's like he's a 12-year-old boy still, you know, on the inside, on the outside, and then seemingly also on the inside. I mean, he's actively and mindfully pursuing that sense of pure joy. He gets out of football, being on a team, and playing for and representing a nation like the Georgia Bulldogs. All, all of that to just kind of say this. We can and should and could do that same thing in our lives. The reality is, is it's a choice to actually pursue it. The it being that sense of contentment and joy. Now, it's hard. It's hard when you're a go-getter and a type A personality. You want to achieve and you want to crush it. Maybe you've had success earlier in your life with sports or school or business or your friends or family, or maybe even you put it on yourself, this pressure. But you have all these expectations to perform and produce and deliver and quote, doing air quotes now, accomplish. Well, I can certainly relate. I'm the same way. I used to be way worse than I am now. I remember in my early 30s, I was in Las Vegas and working for the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And we'd been open about a year and I was all fired up, loving my team, loving going to work every day in such a cool place with with all these amazing people and in and, and a culture which encouraged all of us to be ourselves and to be entrepreneurial. We were encouraged to come up with new ideas and just try them. We didn't have to really ask permission. It was sick. I really fitted in in that sort of context and that kind of um, piece of the, the puzzle. And, and it was always about doing more. And in fact, that was an acronym which ended up being one of my, one of the, not mine, it was the company's, one of the company's many taglines and mantras for our culture. And more, the word more stood for magic, original, relevant, and engaging. I just loved it. Anyway, I remember being so fired up and, and basically going 134 miles per hour every single minute of every single day. And I would get so frustrated when other people weren't keeping up or seemingly they didn't care at least as much as I did. So I thought in my, you know, early thirties, you know, really, you know, I was a bit much, you know, mindset, but so I went into one of my mentors and I was venting and I said, you know what? Some of these people only have a goal of coming in here, putting in their eight hours, going back home to their families. And my mentor just started laughing. He was like seven years older than me. So to me, that's like the perfect age differential to where he got me, but he'd already been through all these opportunities and sort of attitude and mindset and simple execution stuff that he saw me going through and growing through and hopefully growing up in the process. But he just smiled and he laughed and he told me, dude, that's a great goal for them to have. You should try it sometime. And I kind of just laughed and, and, and realized 
I needed to actively pursue contentment as much or maybe more than I was pursuing coming up with the next game changing idea to revolutionize the hospitality and gaming and entertainment industry. Here's the application is that contentment is a choice. And when we choose to actively look for and appreciate the things we actually like about a person, our job, or our situations, and really be present enough to enjoy them, we then intuitively experience joy. So if you're in a job today or in a situation today that that you know deep down isn't for you, or it's not going to be a long-term thing, that's okay. Just start practicing the future today. I talk about it in the book, Ball Games to Boardrooms, Leadership, Business, and Life Lessons from Our Coaches We Never Knew We Needed. By the way, available on Amazon, paperback, hardcover, and audiobook narrated by me. Uh, no, th- th- this, is, this is the idea that, that, that you can always find something to practice today, which you know deep down will prepare you for where you either want to be, need to be, or would rather be down the road. Just actively practice something today in your current role, which will prepare you for tomorrow. Just kind of ask yourself, what's your version of Williamsport, PA, playing for the Little League World Series? The thing that brings you joy. What is, what is it that you've always wanted to do or be or experience but have held back? It's 2018. And we have so many things available to us to connect with people, encourage people, or be encouraged, and even to network in ways we really couldn't even dream about before. So it's really never too late, especially right now. So here's to you and your journey. I hope all this has been encouraging or inspiring in some way. If not, Maybe it was at least something to listen to on your way to or from the store or in the subway or at the gym to pass time on the elliptical, which, by the way, is the elliptical, not the most most boring exercise in the history of exercises. I'm Taylor Scott, and this is the Ball Games to Boardrooms podcast, now available on a bunch of stuff. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. <laughs> uh, if you haven't figured out, I'm still figuring out how to do this and, and what all this means And I'll be weaving in some of my buddies who've been doing it for a little bit longer than me, and they're going to teach me, and maybe they can teach you um, in the process. But as always, feel free to share your thoughts with me and let me know what you think so far, topics you'd like to hear more about, guests you'd like to hear on the show, and above all else, how and in what areas of your life, at work or at home, you or your team could use more encouragement. Feel free to email me at taylor at ballgamestoboardrooms.com or reach out via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm at tscott1502. This is a community of encouragement, and all are welcome. Thanks for listening.